0: We're back here on at the Turtle with the head coach of Maryland Men's Basketball, Mark Turgeon. Coach, thanks for coming on. You bet. First of all, we're going to have you break down not your basketball team, but your football team, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. We were just talking before. Some injuries, but still a good record, still a lot to be positive about. Um, break it down for us.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I love my Chiefs and uh, love watching them. It's 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 been a little difficult. I think we had eight starters out uh, versus the pack, and uh of course, when Mahomes went down in that Thursday night game, it was like, you, you couldn't breathe. You were so <laughs> worried about it. And then you saw him snap the knee back in. And, and I'd just gone through that with somebody that had to have actually had legament damage and they were out like eight months. So you, we got very lucky. Holmes, Mahomes will probably be back this weekend because uh, he loves to play, um, but we got to get healthy. Fisher's been out all year. Uh, and other, we had th- our whole offensive side, offensive line on the right side was hurt the other night. Our defense is not great as it is, and I think we had three starters out um, and some really good players. Uh, and so we just got to get healthy. Um, I do think the defense is improving, which is really the biggest thing. Um, they started to blitz more. We couldn't get to the quarterback, if I'm talking too much about football.
0: Not at all. <laughs> I, I was going to say yeah. ESPN or CBS might want to call yeah, you Yeah, we point. couldn't
1: get to the quarterback early. Now we're getting to him, um, obviously, There's a reason Aaron Rodgers is going to be one of the all-time greatest. He kind of figured it out in the second half, but um, he made incredible throws. But I was encouraged. We've lost three straight at home, which never happens, but we're encouraged. Um, We should get better as the season goes on, if we get healthy.
0: You said they lost through home games. Now, Arrowhead, known as one of the best atmospheres in football. When was the last time you were back there? Mm. Can you speak to that atmosphere at all? Because it's amazing watching it on TV. That place is electric. it's
1: it's special. Yeah. you know, um, the, the tailgates start early, and uh, <laughs> and it's, it's really cool before the games. I cannot remember the last time I was back, and that's sad. It's probably – I saw the Chiefs play in Denver – or, excuse me, in Baltimore uh, a couple years back uh, when they were here. Um, didn't see the Redskins game when they were in town here because uh, I think we played that day. Um, but uh, – can't remember, but it is an amazing atmosphere. Uh, this fan base is, is really into it. You know, I, I'm hoping that the Chiefs fan base can have what the Nats fan base just had. You know, we've been knocking on the door. The Nats were knocking on the door forever and then finally got it done. So hopefully the Chiefs can get it done here soon.
2: Getting ready to open up your season at home, six straight games. Um, you know, what are you trying to look and to see from this group, you know, early on uh, the first couple weeks of the season?
1: Yeah, so right now we're just trying to get everybody to practice hard um, and be coachable and be selfless. That's really what we've been trying to do. It's, a, it's an everyday fight um, and it'll be a fight all through the year, whether, you know, get guys to pass the ball, take good shots, run back on defense, communicate. So we're, we're just trying to do that. Um, I think we got a great schedule, I love it. Um, one, I started practice later because we had the six games at home or whatever you just said it was. Uh, and we have some time in between, and we have some teams on the schedule that we should beat, but we also have some really tough teams in there that are really gonna challenge us. So I think we can grow a lot before we have to head down to Orlando uh, and get a lot better. But we've really worked hard defensively. Uh, We hope to be a little bit um, more complicated on defense, You know, give the opponents more to study and to do. And because we have good players, hopefully be a little bit more simple on offense. It's easier said than done, but I do think we'll be—you know—we're playing a little bit more zone this year. Um, We're doing some things out of bounds, under defense, different than we've done in the past. So um, I think the guys like it, and uh, but just trying to get them to play hard and, and 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 understand how how important every possession is.
0: At Media Day a couple weeks ago, you seemed excited with sort of how your team was practicing. And you talk about offensively keeping it simple. You've got so many guys that can contribute in that area in so many different ways. How do you sort of get them all involved in a way that sort of satisfies everybody um, and makes it a tough offense to stop because you have so many dangerous options?
1: Yeah, I think it starts with Anthony. You know, um, Anthony's been terrific in practice. He's really been sharing the ball, but it's got to carry over to the game. And then when it gets close and things aren't going well – is Anthony still going to rely on his teammates or is he going to try to do too much? Um, and, and really that's what it comes down to, uh, I think. Um, if he's doing that, it rubs off on everybody else. But I do think we have some willing passers. I do think we have guys that just want to win. But it is nice to have multiple scores. Um, you know, I think we could have seven different guys, maybe eight that could give us double figures throughout the year. Um, not every night, but, you know, Certain guy comes in uh, and does it, and that's nice to have. Might even be nine guys that could at some point get double figure scoring. Uh, uh, So that's good. Um, That's the whole selflessness deal we talk about every day sharing the ball, um, getting the best shot for the team. Um, You know, we just continue. It's in every, you know, it's like brushing your teeth, taking a shower. You just got to talk about it every day.
2: Coach probably one of your tallest teams you've ever had in College Park. I mean yeah. see, it's your freshman class, every guy's over six, yeah. seven and then just with the returners you have, what type of advantage does it give you just to have a long, lengthy team? Um you know, probably one of the biggest teams in the Big Ten?
1: Yeah, if you use it the right way. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta play defense with your hands and your arms and use your length and that's an everyday process for us right now. Um we are tall and long, and, 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 you know, Joel's not even practicing with us yet. You, you'll, Speaking of tall and yeah. long, that guy's pretty big. <laughs> hopefully we're going to add him, <clears throat> you know, in December sometime. And hopefully, you know, his legs react the right way. And we don't, we don't know yet, um, but we're hoping. But, yeah, it's just teaching to, to play that way. Uh, we are playing a little bit more zone because of our length. Um, and I think it can create problems. We should be a great rebounding team with our length. We'll see. But then again, we could go really small on you. We could go Anthony, Eric, um, Wiggs, and Daryl, and go really small and really fast, and be able to switch a lot of screens and do different things. So, uh, and really spread the floor. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm sure there'll be times early in the year where we have to play smaller, some because of matchups, because of who we're playing. Later in the year, when we get in the league, you know, matchups will be better for our uh, our team, but. It, it it's fun you know and you got a guy like Jalen Smith who's just really gotten better last year he was learning a new position it was a little bit different from what he did in high school and he's really mastered it and gotten better and he's gotten stronger which he hopefully will be a, a, a better inside presence for us too um uh but yeah it's it's a long team and but you got to use it and hopefully we'll have more deflections and and, and have more steals which will
0: help our offense down the road too You talk about Sticks a little bit, who you have now lovingly called Logs because of how much bigger he's gotten, and he's sort of the X factor from a potential standpoint for you guys because how much he could do um, with his talent level. What have you seen from, you touched on a little bit there, from year one to year two, sort of not only getting the physical confidence, but also mentally taking control of games at times because of how he could potentially dominate on the floor?
1: I think he's much more confident. He's really grown as a person. Um, He's Uh, He realizes that this year Bruno's not there for him and he has to do it. Um, So I I think he's at peace with that. Um, And, um, you know, Jalen's living in the moment. It's about trying to win a national championship for Maryland. Uh, He's really focused. He's one of the most humble stars I've ever coached. Um, Just a great kid. And that has a lot to do with his parents and the way they've raised him. And um, so I'm expecting great things. You know, my biggest worry for Jalen is just keeping him out of foul trouble. Um, you know, fives are still hard for him to guard, so we're going to do some things differently defensively to help help keep him out of foul trouble. Hopefully, um, that's the key because he's so important to us, and especially to our young bigs get better and and, and can play at the level we need them to.
2: You mentioned Bruno Fernando there now on the Atlanta Hawks. You have three former players on the same NBA team, something you've never experienced, but few coaches ever, you know, can say three of my guys are on the same team getting to play together. Just talk about the pride that you have, you know, seeing those guys that you brought up, you helped develop, and then, you know, are are now, you know, doing big things in the league.
1: Yeah, I'm proud of all my former players, Um, you know, whether they're playing in the NBA or, you know, trying to become a dentist or whatever whatever it is, a doctor – really proud of all of them it's great to see those guys because I think they're taking care of each other I think Kevin and Alex are, are really going to be great for Bruno um, and help him learn the ropes and not be emotional and you know it's 82 games and all that kind of stuff so I feel great about it I uh, they were on NBA TV the other night they're on TNT tonight so I'll make sure I watch a little bit of it Kevin's still a little bit hurt I'm um, happy for Jake Lehman. He's in a good spot right now, playing more minutes. They're 3-1 off to a good start. Uh, Jake didn't want any of that fight last night uh, <laughs> on the court. And uh, I saw him get in there a little bit. But, um, you know, he was the peacemaker. Probably. Yeah, he was the yeah, peacemaker. Man. It was just smart, which was smart. Yeah. And um, proud of all of them. And, uh, you know, there's there's some guys that you know, I'm still hoping Des Wells, Melo Trimble get a shot at the NBA because they're really, really close. Melo had great exhibition games against the NBA teams, scored 20, I think, 21 in one game, and I think 17 in the other. So, um, you know, you, you hope for them, and, and then we're going to continue to hopefully get players to the NBA because I think we do a good job of making guys better.
0: You talk about watching and being proud of those guys in the NBA, but also what they do outside of basketball. You've coached for a long time now, not just at Maryland, you know, Wichita State, Texas a Watching guys that you coach now go out and do things and, and come back, and how proud does that make you? Because you obviously are the father of your three kids, but you also have all these other sons that go out into the, into the world yeah. and do different things. What is that like for you as a coach now? Um, yeah in the profession. It's great,
1: you know, and, and, and I got some guys now when I was a obviously as young assistant at Kansas and a young assistant at Oregon. These guys are, you know, in their 40s now, and late 40s, uh, and that's kind of, it's kind of weird uh, for <laughs> you how life how it goes so quickly, but um, the only thing I I love, every time I hear from a former player, Jacksonville State, Wichita State, A&M, the only thing that's been difficult is I've moved, and so, I'd probably, if I was at Jacksonville State still, I'd have probably better relationships. I'd be in the area with them. Um, I still hear from a lot of them. I miss seeing them, Um, you know, but that is the single most. And, you know, all you tried to do is continue what their parents started, just try to make them good people and hard workers. And hopefully you had an impact, a positive impact on a lot of players.
2: Coach, since we last talked, your son, Will, senior in high school, now a sophomore at Catholics. So we were curious, who's winning a one-on-one matchup? Sophomore year, Mark Turgeon, or sophomore year, Will Turgeon? That's not even close. <laughs> uh,
1: and I love Will. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: that wouldn't have been close. And uh, he has gotten a lot better. I was really proud of him. He you know, he worked hard this summer, hung around us a lot, lifted weights. Um, he's, he's obviously a little bit taller than I was, but um, – I have a little bit more speed than he has, so. Um, but proud of Will, and uh, he'd probably say differently. Uh, maybe he wouldn't, but uh, that's the competitiveness in me. I would not let. I I
0: still think I could beat him today, <laughs> to be honest with you. What are you? What are? You, what is sophomore Mark Tursen doing there? You taking him to the hole? Or are you? Are you? What's your uh, advantage? I
1: would have just pestered him. I would have got up on him <laughs> defensively. I was taken the ball from him. He wouldn't have been able to handle it. I'd have been. <laughs> I'd have been too fast, too quick. Too tenacious, too bothersome. I was a I was a I was I like I was a gnat. I was annoying <laughs> little guy. I had to be. When you're that little you had to be that way. So um and I was probably shooting the ball pretty pretty well at that age, too. So
0: Previously, when you've been a coach, you've obviously had your kids, but they've never been college age. And now you have Will, who's in college, sort of the same age as the guys you're coaching. Has yeah. that changed your perspective yeah. at all, where you've sort of now had to parent someone up to that point and then see them in college basketball, when you've been coaching all these guys for years?
1: Yeah, I, I think I as, as, as Will got older, and, and all my kids, but Will was four years older than Ella, um, I really changed my approach maybe it was old age too, getting older, some gray hairs, wrinkles and things like that. But um, I wanna treat my players the way i wanna coach to treat my son. And so I've always tried to treat my players with respect, but also if they weren't doing the right things, give them the discipline they need, but it doesn't have to be name calling, all that kind of stuff. I know my voice carries a lot of weight and I have to be really careful uh, with it, with our guys. Um, I'm sure our guys think I'm really tough and really hard on them, but hopefully they understand that I treat them like my own and that kind of thing. So I think having Will and having kids has really helped me see things. And then it's also because I coach college at this time of Will's life, I think I can be a real positive impact and have a lot of ways to help him be successful
2: in the real world and then also with basketball. Coach, sure. a couple weeks ago, you announced the plans for the new uh, basketball performance center. Something you were obviously very excited about. Um, you know, now that that you know is public, and you know, how is that going to affect recruiting and um, you know all the positives it can bring to this program?
1: Well, I hope in a positive way. We have um, a lot of work to do still. Um, you know, we're probably a ha- little over halfway, depending which designs you look at. Um, I look at it, it's about halfway because I want it to be the perfect building. I want the hallways to be big because my players are big and tall and long. I don't want them to be narrow. Um, you know, just little things that I help that I think will help in recruiting and things like that. So, um, still got some work to do I'm on it. I'm positive that it's going to happen. We are Maryland basketball. Uh, we're a little bit behind other programs, obviously, with our facilities. Not on game day, our game day facilities is best, as good as any in the country, especially on campus uh, facility. So I think this is really going to help us. I think progress and showing that you're, you know, investing in your program goes a long ways. Um, You know, I think it's helped our football program, even though we're not winning yet, we've had some tough luck uh, over the last year and a half. But I do think that our recruiting is, is better in football because of the building they're building over there. We've recruited pretty well, but I think it will allow us to be normal and Always have a place to practice, place for our guys to work out, Um, and especially over Christmas when they have graduation going on. uh, It's going to make me a lot happier day to day and not be in a bad mood because of the things we have to do to just find a place to practice. So I think that's going to be big, and you know, just know, I think I think it's going to help everybody. It's going to help volleyball. It's going to help wrestling. It's going to help gymnastics. It's going to help office space here. Everybody's going to, you know, we're kind of crammed into this building a little bit. We'll be able to spread out a little bit more, um, and, I, and I, you know, and everything that they're doing, you know, up at uh, up at football with lacrosse and everything. I think it's just going to be it's a win for everybody. We still have a long ways to go here at Maryland with our facilities. I think we're behind. It's amazing what our coaches have done with less. They've done more with less than anywhere I've ever been, including Jacksonville State. What our coaches have done here, and I do think that. We're heading in the right direction with our facilities, which are real important in today's world. You talk about facilities
0: from a recruiting perspective, but for you, you talk about the practice time and practice. What's it Going to be like to have all that time to, for player development, all the things yeah. you're going to be able to do with those guys always having a court to go to, weight rooms. Your, your guy, Kyle Tarp, works magic already. Yeah. Now he's yeah. going to have even more things to play with. From a player development standpoint, to continue to have you guys on the right track, yeah. what's that going to be like?
1: I just think it's important for one to feel good about yourself when you walk into a building and you're like, wow, this is terrific. And, um, um, you know, and and our guys right now, we have a really great culture of work. Hopefully we'll keep that. We have guys that like to come early, stay late, come late at night. And whenever you talk about the 2001, 2002 team, they talk about how those guys are in the gym all the time working. We're still limited on what we can do with them. Kyle will be limited. We'll be limited. But just to have that facility, there's no excuses for them not to get in there and work and, and, and do what they need to do to be
0: the best player they can be. Coach, we'll get you a oh out of here on a little bit of rapid fire first of okay. all this is the keith snedden question right here your favorite concert you've ever attended
1: uh i, I love james taylor um Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Uh, it's my my wife loves so i've been to his like two or three times but zach brown was pretty impressive uh-huh. too okay. yeah okay. he was okay. terrific
2: uh favorite guy in the league besides your four favorite players favorite guy to, to uh in the league to watch
1: um i really like victor oladipo because he's from the area i know he didn't play at maryland but He's just a class guy that um, still understands his roots, and he's just terrific to all my players. He comes around, and you know, he plays for a buddy of mine, and Kevin Pritchard, um, who's the GM at the Pacers. So, really like Victor.
0: There is an amazing picture of you um, at Dewey Beach one time with you, Gary Williams, Scott Van Pellet, and Kevin Plank. We know you love to go to the beach. Your yeah. favorite thing to do at the beach?
1: Uh, just being with my family is really because when you're here it's life is so busy and then when you got we got them at least a little bit contained at the beach um i think that's the best and then just being able to don't take this the wrong way but just be normal you no, know that makes and sense. i think at the beach people allow me just to be like them a little bit and not have to be the maryland basketball coach that's why i love it so much
2: everyone's just trying to lounge they're not trying to <laughs> right <lounge>. right <laughs> everybody's happy at the beach yeah, yeah. Uh, talking to you on halloween favorite candy
1: Ooh, I love chocolate. Um, I just love anything chocolate. It's funny because I was at the store the other day. I'm like, I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I really was saying, I love that. I love that. I love that. So I, I love all chocolate candy.
2: Are, are the half court shots still in play this year for the uh, the, the chocolate cake or dessert?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I hope so. We'll see. We have a lot of fun with that. I had a shoulder issue last year, which <laughs> I kind of kept under the radar, so I was I didn't shoot a lot of them. But I, you know, I've been doing therapy and taking care of myself, so hopefully we'll bring that back.
0: you got to do the off-season work to, to get the right, headboard shots right, back to no where doubt. you need to be. Will you be handing out candy tonight trick-or-treating, or will that will that fall to somebody else? Yeah, weather
1: permitting. You know, we're hoping that it w- doesn't rain. It's, you know, my eighth grader didn't wake up in a great mood because he's a little nervous that we might get rained out tonight. Uh, so, no, my wife's crazy uh, in a good way. We, we hand out the big candy
0: bars. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you the Turgeon neighborhood yeah. is going to be very good too. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: so we open up. We got everything right outside our front door. We open up both our our, our front doors open, um, and we just sit there in chairs and we just have a blast with it. So um, a lot yeah, of kids in the neighborhood. Yeah, and people come. Uh, you see them sprinting to our house. They hear about because the word gets around quickly in the yes. neighborhood <laughs> about the big candy bars. So yeah, the kids we talk. Yeah, the kids, the kids talk. talk, but limit one. Limit one.
0: Um, your favorite place to eat in College Park
1: um in college park i'm really superstitious so jason's deli has been really good for me in okay. our basketball program whether it's we've seen recru- you there before yeah whether it's with recruits or we might have lost a game i might you might see me end up at jason's deli right before the next game because i really believe that it brings us good luck uh what's your favorite thing to get at jason's deli uh i like the chicken noodle soup and i always get the I get the half club sandwich with no mayo.
0: There you which go. Be Pacific. I'm a ranchera rap guy. Yeah, Keith. I, and, I like uh, the half club as well. I get
2: yeah. that yeah, very often.
0: Um, you said you, you you we've heard about your rituals and superstitions. Do those change year to year yeah. as things as you do well or do poorly? What is the the thought behind oh, the rituals man. and superstitions? I'm
1: crazy. I, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I I can't even keep up. It's like it's night. Nice. The off season's so nice, you know, because you don't have to worry about all that <laughs> stuff. But yeah, it's, um, it, I could go, I mean, I could, we could go on forever. It's like, <laughs> we lose a game, I did a drill the day before, so I'm not going to do that drill, even though it's a good drill, I'm not going to do that drill before the next game. Uh, how I get to work, how I dress, when I leave the house, um, the way I hang my clothes up when I come to work, you know, just the same hook, the same whatever, it's ridiculous, and i put my socks on when which foot i shoot <laughs> like up a out. baseball player it's yeah. ridiculous and um when i walk down before the game if sean doesn't screw it up <laughs> or, or, or johnny's johnny's late but yeah it's it's ridiculous um you know i'm thinking about going no tie this year it wasn't very good for us two years ago but i believe in our players so everybody wanted to blame the tie I don't think you're going to be able to blame the tie. Well, there were
0: some that blamed us. We interviewed you before the season two years ago. So hopefully, Ooh. yeah, hopefully Ooh. we believe in your players as well. Did I say that before we did that? <laughs> I did say
1: that. <laughs> did say we're going to reverse the curse. We're, we're reversing the, the curse the We're reversing try. the curse. Yeah. We're going
0: no tie. We're going here the turtle.
1: I do have gotten, I have gotten better with it. Like, yeah, there's no way this affects my life or, or whatever, <laughs> but or affects how we, how we play. And, um, But,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm crazy. There it is. You've got a very exciting team, a great group of players. Coach Turgeon, thanks for coming on. We wish you good luck this year. We'll obviously be following every step of the way. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys.
1: guys.